The meeting of different tzaddikim is a, it's, it's fascinating to hear encounters of different tzaddikim and different worlds that have collided. I was always fascinated to see my Rebbe with different great people, different big people, and to see them interact. My Rebbe often went, often, I'm, I, I know of a number of times that he went to ask, he held a lot of Reb Zelig Epstein, the Rosh Hashiva of Shar HaTerah. And he held a lot of him, and he would go ask him. After Reb Zelig was nifter, my Rebbe was very, very machshim, the Rosh Hashiva of Long Beach, and who was, who was nifter a year ago, about a year ago. And my Rebbe, he, they were friends, they were the same age, but he became a, 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 at least somebody he trusted his eight And it's fascinating to see the, the, the interaction of different great people. I had a funny story, and... I in, I grew up in Farakaway, and often when you when somebody asked you what yeshiva you go to, and you would say yeshiva Farakaway, so often the response is oh Rev Freifeld. like no 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 right pair, Rev Freifeld had there were two yeshivas Rev Freifeld Shayasha was a quite a known yeshiva, and people would ask you if you said you're from Farakaway, often you had to say no no not right Freifeld. and I and I never knew what their relationship was. You have two people that. My Rebbe, I've Shana, and you have Rebbe Freifeld, people that are very serious servants of Hashem, and you wonder that I never saw them interact, and you wonder like, what was their relationship. I actually there had a funny story that I once called my Rebbe, and I said, I owe Rebbe a Mechila. So he said, What do you owe Mechila for? So I said, I remember I was, I was pacing in my house, as is my want when I speak to my Rebbe, I was nervous, and I was pacing. And I said, my mechila is that here I call Rebbe if there's a big issue in my life. And comes this, but just to call up and say good Shabbos and just to hear a word, exchange a thought, I don't do enough, say, oh, Rebbe, a mechila. <coughs> so he responds, he says, Daniel, I want to tell you a story. And this is what he tells me on it. It was an Arab Shabbos. And he, the story he tells me is he says, okay, he okay. once went to Rai Freifeld, Erev Yom Kippur, I never known what their interactions were. I happened to have been curious. And he said, I once went to Rev Freifeld, and I said, he said, he told Rev Freifeld, I owe you Mechila. We both serve Hashem, and I don't come to discuss in Yana Yavoydis Hashem together. So I want to ask you Mechila. He went to ask Rev Freifeld, Mechila, that they don't, we should discuss in Yana Yavoydis a fascinating exchange. It seems like he went to him to ask him Mechila, two servants of Hashem, and he asked the Mechila, that alone fascinated me, that I don't come to discuss. And Reb Freifeld said back to him, Reb Yechiel, ich bin nicht Michael. I'm not Michael. Which fascinated me, maybe Reb Freifeld should ask him Mechila, I don't know, I'm not coming to make country. It's a fascinating conversation. And Reb Freifeld said to him, my Rebbe's telling me this story, Reb Yechiel, ich bin nicht Michael. And my Rebbe says, good Shabbos, Daniel, and hangs up. That's after I asked my Mechila, he told me this story, and I'm like holding the phone, looking at the one, he said, good Shabbos, hung up. I was like, oh. <laughs> he didn't say, yes, I'm a, he told me this story, and the last words he says, Rabbi Yechiel, ich bin nicht Michael, the Shabbos, Daniel. 
So it was interesting to hear that exchange of these two special servants of Hashem. It's always interesting to hear the connection of Gedolim, their relationship. At a lot of Levayas in Eretz Yisrael, there's one specific Gadol who speaks at an in- incredible amount of Levayas. I'm always amazed, and it seems to each one he speaks about, he's not just like a great eulogizer, he clearly had shaykhs to like all the Gedolim. Revolva used to say, a little bit of an exaggeration, I assume, slight hyperbole, Revolva would say, I'm not accusing Revolva of exaggerating, it's a way of speech, but Revolva would say, Revolva would say there's not a guddle alive, like he would say such a line that I didn't cap from. He nash from different places, Reb Shmuel Orbach went to many gedolim to nash from them, many. Reb Shmuel went around, Reb Shmuel Orbach, and he nashed from many Hasidic Gedolim. He learned by them, took from them. There's an art in taking from Gedolim. It's an art. I watch guys learn in yeshivas and not know how to take from a Rebbe. What it means even. I watch a guy can learn in a big yeshiva. And a guy could say, I learned by and say a name. But he didn't, he didn't learn by. He didn't, he didn't even know how to take, how to tap into what he was looking for. So it's true. You went there. It's true. You went there. You might have been in a nice shear, but you didn't, you didn't know how to take, what to take, how to study something. So you, you, you went there. I ask, I love asking guys who learn by a great, what does he talk about a lot? What's his most important theme? And if a guy can't answer, there's always, Rabbi Rocham studies Hashem's Torah and speaks about what Hashem talks about a lot. If a guy didn't think about this, you ask a guy, you learn by a certain Rebbe, what's, what, is, what does he pound? I don't know. He talks about a lot of things. Not, there's always like, a, but what's his, what does he drive at? What is he giving over? A Talmud knows how to like study the Rebbe and pull out and walk away. It's always a fascinating study, the two tzaddikim and gedolim meeting. Today we say, like, I, I'll give it a mushal. We talk to Alter Nevardex, a world that's very important to me. My Rebbe is a descendant, his wife's a descendant, is a great granddaughter of the Alter Nevardex. And my Rebbe's Rebbeim were Nevardekers. In many ways, his father in law, Reb Leib Nekritz, Reb Ram Yafin, were big Nevardekers. And my Rebbe learned by them and took from them. So Nevardik's very important to me. The altar, it's quoted like learned by Rabbi Yisrael. It's not really true. Rabbi Yisrael wasn't his Rebbe. We like picture this sense that the altar sat by Rabbi Yisrael Slanter and like studied Torah by him. It's not true. If anything, if you want to say his Rebbe, the altar of Kelm was more the altar of Nevardik's Rebbe. And the altar of Kelm took from Rabbi Yisrael. The altar of Nevardik did have interactions with Rabbi Yisrael. He had interactions, there were conversations, that they had meaningful conversations. It's funny to me as a... Wow. What, yeah, yeah. So there were interactions and he, he took... People express surprise from the Chavetz Chaim. We know a lot of stories about the Chavetz Chaim from Reb Schwab. When one Shabbos by the Chavetz Chaim, it upset some people. Because there are people who learned by the Chavetz Chaim for like a decade. And we have more stories from Reb Schwab. One Shabbos. They're like three very famous stories from the one Shabbos that Rav Schwab was by the Chavetz Chaim. He was there one Shabbos. And we have like three stories. What? It upset people. Like, he's not a Talmud of the Chavetz Chaim. I learned by him decades. But I'll be honest, it's not so... What? 
Yeah, it's not so right that in one Shabbos he might have, first of all, he might not have gotten more. He might just have three stories. But it's also possible that in one Shabbos he took more than somebody took in years. <laughs> he, tried, he went there and traveled and was looking to get from the Chavos Chaim. I'm not saying because we have three stories is a raya, but it's possible he got more from the Chavetz Chaim than somebody got in 10 years with somebody. There's an art, there's an art to learning by a Rebbe, to picking up, to asking what is there to pick up, what am I, tra- what? I'll say something, we have a Rebbe in Yeshiva, yeah, we have a Rebbe, Rabbi Shapiro. He has a, a mahalach and avoidus Hashem that's wild. I'm like studying it. I'm a Talmud of his. He speaks Shalashudis. I like what he does with Tyrant, how he learns that to, a guy can go to his shir and say, he's by It's a lot of fun. He brings in cookies every, a lot of days. It's a nice matziv. And I'm not, and I'm not making fun of a kid who has very geschmack. And then there could be somebody who actually like taps in the rest of their life. They learn different. Because they, they got a mahalach alimud, a mahalach hachayim. Knowing how to tap in, asking, figuring out, tapping into something is a certain art. There, there are people that are focused on that, that are able. I sent my sons to yeshiva to tap into a rebbe, and I'm thankful that they tapped into a rebbe. Many people could be in the same shear and not tap in and, and get from it. And, and, and fig- Again, this is something, what, what is a person looking for? If a person's looking to tap in, they want a mahalach and avoidus Hashem, and they're looking for a certain mahalach. So there's a way to tap in and to study it and to think about it and contemplate. There's, there's such a thing to pursue. So wh- all this, I'm giving this whole akdama. I want to talk about a medrash of Avram Avinu's interaction with Noyach. It intrigues me a lot. As somebody who likes Sadiqim and Gedalim, it intrigues me a lot. This medrash like perks me up. It gets me like excited because I, I'm fascinated by people taking and learning from Rebbeim. And you have Avram and Noyach, two greats. And the whole world comes from Noyach. But our people come from Avram. What was Avram's relationships to Nayak is very fascinating. They lived in this, they shared the same planet. Avram Avinu, the starter of our people. And Nayak, what was it? What, what was what what did Avram see from Nayak? Avram clearly in the Torah had a strong, had some relationship to shame Ben Nayak, to Nayak's some shame. Malkit Sedek Melech Shalim, Chazal teach us it's shame. And there was a conversation. Now the Torah is not a history book and I'm not interested in the historical facts. I'm interested in what's relevant Lenetzach, but I do get perked up. Avram's in, and there's a medrash that says what Avram learned from Nayak. I think it's, it's an important thing to think about what Avram learned from Nayak. It's very fat. We learn the story of Nayach and we learn a story. There is something in the story of Nayach that I think can change your life. I think it impacts my life. I want to share it with you. And our people started from Avram Avinu. And Avram Avinu was impacted. And it looks like his life's mission was impacted by observing Nayach. I'm going to share the Medrash. Chazal are telling us something. Study of Medrash is very complex. Had a study medrash. I'm going to share. Chazal are telling us something. I'd like to share this medrash with you. I'm fascinated by it, and let's get busy to study Avram and Nayach. What was their relationship? <coughs> so I keep a, 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 like this. Now, Nayach certainly worthy of studying. 
if you think about the miracle Hashem made, Hashem does things with purpose and by design. We learn the story of the Teva and Naya from young ages. It's a strange story. Very strange. Hashem's destroying the world, okay? So the world sinned. There's something called Einesh, and the world is punished. He's saving one mer- man of merit, a person the Torah declares a tzaddik. Him, his wife, his three sons, and their wives are being saved. Beseder. They spend a long time in the Teva, strange, the world, God can destroy the world as quickly as he built it in a millisecond. He takes a long time to destroy it, it's a big task. And in the whole time they're in the Teva, the Arsameach asked that question, Rameyar Simch of Dvinsk, why they need to be in the Teva so long, destroy the world for a second, spare these people, these seven people, and move either. What's further fascinating is Hashem makes a nace. Hashem doesn't seem to like perform nisim. The way the world works is very natural. Hashem hides under the laws of nature and makes things look predictable. One of the most epic nisim, almost as big as the nace of creation. It's bizarre. One of the most bizarre scenes in the history of the world is animals march to Nayak's Teva. A nace that seems hardly seems to be important. Hashem changes the world in a way that doesn't happen. All the animals of the world, hundreds of thousands, the Ramban in this week's parish says no teva can hold all these animals. It was a miracle. So it's a miracle how much fit on the teva that they all march to the teva is so crazy lions, tigers, elephants. My dream would have been I love animals. A safari, I went this Cholomayit Sukkot, I was Zaycha, I did it for my kids, we went to a safari, fantastic, and it's very wonderful, to, I, it would have been wonderful to be there, it's, it's a bizarre, every species in the world is marching to the Teva, in the craziest scene, like they line up nicely, like the lineup is, is just wild, and every species in the world is neatly lined up from large to small, and they're like waiting to get in. And Nayak's like gently guiding them onto the table in the most, the most, one of the craziest Nisim in the history of the world. For what? So they all survive, just don't kill every species. God's very capable, and He's destroying the world, except. There's a lion survives here, a tiger survives here, an elephant. No, they all have to get on the table. And that's for me and you. Something about it's important. God doesn't just, he doesn't do nisim. And he makes this incredible nace. Now you could say the nace was made for the people at the time. And it's possible because it could be Hashem's Erech HaPayim is very slow to anger and gives unbelievable, gives an amazing amount of chances to people. So people were alive, saw this nace, it could have driven them Pachuva. And I'll be honest, you could say that's why God did it. Very unusual. He changed the entire world order. And there are other ways to give him opportunity. But it could be Hashem really loves people. The Taimir Dvarya says he loves Rishon. So Hashem loves people, including Rishon. And to give them a chance to do tshuva, he made like the craziest nace, one of the craziest in the history of the world. People see through their town, tigers 
pairs of tigers. And Nayak said, there's going to be a mabul. And everybody says, no, it's not happening. And tigers are coming by, and lions, and elephants, and everything, and foxes, and everything in between are marching two at a time, seven, the kosher animals. There's a whole, like, procession. And, like, a deer, like, I imagine, like, spouses talking. Nayak might be on to something. You know, they're all marching. Remember the table he's building 120 years because he told us there's going to be a flood and everything's going to be destroyed? And now um, pairs of, I imagine like the news and the local broadcasters, um, there's a weird phenomenon. You know, Nayak's been giving us Musser, like, he sort of looks like it might be happening because every animal in the world is like running to his table that we're all mocking him for building. So it's very possible this was Hashem's way of getting the world to do tshuva, and I'm very happy with that. They did tshuva. You can't settle just for that because what's recorded in the Torah is relevant lenetzach, and the Torah records this miracle. It wouldn't be recorded. It wouldn't be Torah. The Torah is not a history book. Now maybe it's to teach us that Hashem is patient with Risham, and that's important for us to learn, that Hashem loves Risham and gives every opportunity for tshuva, that's possible. That's possible. I don't, if somebody wants to theor, but it has to be more than he just was doing it for them, because he wouldn't tell us about it. We're told he's doing it for us. Anything recorded in the Torah is talking to me. So it's saying something to me. So maybe Hashem wants me to know how much he loves Risham that'll change the entire world for Russia. Great. I have reasons. I personally am skeptical. That's why he told me about this. I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical what it teaches me. It's possible that's why he did it for them. I'm skeptical that that's what he's teaching me. I'm just skeptical. I can't prove it. I can't prove it. I'm skeptical. I'm going to tell you what Red Miller says. It resonates more by me. I can't prove it to you. And you have a right to study this as much as Reb Miller does. I'm just, the facts are what the Torah tells us. If a guy doesn't rethink it when he's older and doesn't like reanalyze it, you're not learning again and you're finished learning when you were in first grade. It's a remarkable miracle and the Torah records this. It's saying something, what in the world? And one of the most unnecessary miracles I ever heard in my life you make a miracle, it would be less of a miracle that they all just survived. There's some, there, there are some survivors. It would be a lot less of a miracle that the survivors in every storm, you know, any storm, it's any country, you hear a storm rocks Honduras. And there's some people survive. Yawn, it's not, not yawn that people got killed. That people survived is not like a crazy miracle. It happens in a storm. So have a crazy storm rock the world. It would be pretty amazing that every species survived. Besaid, that'll be amazing. Besaid, but that happens in a storm. No. I need that the animals all march to Nayak's Tevas like a very fascinating, unusual nace that Hashem wanted a Metzius of the world coming off of Nayak's Teva. Reb Miller says that the lesson to you and I is it had to be very clear that the world's created for one man's righteousness. There was a very, and he shows in the Pesukim over and over they came to Nayak and the Teva. That the world survives, one man's righteousness gives a kiyam to the Gansevel, to the whole world. That's what Reb Miller says, why they all came to his Teva. And the scene had to be the righteous man comes out with the, with the world. The world came through him, for him. 
and the importance of one righteous man. Any intelligent person spends a lifetime asking how important am I? There's a whole world full of, full of a lot of things. Where is my power? Can I, could I be of impact? And the whole world walked out of Nayas Teva, the whole Bria. So one man is powerful and important. And Hashem wanted everybody who ever studies Tyre to be aware of that. That's what Reb Miller says. I want to share with you something that is incredibly moving to me. <clears throat> Thank you so much. I want to share something with the Hever that's incredibly moving to me that I suspect is why the world went on the table with Nayach and what's happening. Does it answer this question? I'll, you'll think about it, but I want to talk. It might not be an answer to this question. I want to talk about this whole Metzias of Nayach exiting the table as follows. When Avram meets, meets <coughs> Nayach's son, the, is a medrash, I'm learning a medrash with the Hever. Avram meets Malkit Tzedek, Shem ben Nayach, and he, Joe, listen to this medrash. I think it's amazing. Nisadal, I want every guy to hear this. Should we listen to this medrash? Naya, Avram meets Shem ben Nayach, and he says, how did you leave the Teva? What were you Zaycha to leave the Teva with? Now, it fascinates me. He didn't ask, why did you survive the Mabel? The whole world's destroyed. He did not ask him why you survived. The Lush and the Medrash, Chazal are very precise. He says, why did you merit to leave the Teva? He doesn't ask him why even. And I'm going to show some. He says, with what did you leave the Teva? Please get the precision of language. Chazal are very exact. He doesn't even say what was your zchus. He says, with what did you leave the Teva? That's his question. That Avram Avinu asked Nayach's son. Avram's curious. He's more than curious. There's a new world that's built. The world was destroyed. That was. And a new world built. And Avram Avinu wants to understand this new world. And he asked Shame ben Nayach. Upon meeting Nayach's son, he says, Shame, with what did you leave the Teva? Shame responds. He hears the question. He understands it. He says, because we practice stucca. Says Avram, Staka, there were no, Mechianim Yesham, were there poor people? Did you have like Meshulachim in the Teva? The world was destroyed. The Meshulachim were all killed. Avram says, Ma'anim, what Anim were there in the Teva? Answer, Shem ben Nayach, we fed the animals. And he, the, the Medrash says, we didn't have Shana, we didn't sleep. The entire time the Teva that year, we did not sleep. We were feeding Behemoth, Chayas, Va'ifas, Yom Balayla, day and night. And that is how we exited the Teva. Because we practiced charity. We were feeding the behemoths in the Teva. Remember, Hashem made an ace. All the animals came to the Teva. Now, amazingly, Hashem could have just made them all survive. The same God who, like, did that miracle. Here, Hashem didn't practice any miracles. They brought crazy amount of food. And Yom and Valila were feeding the animals. In that Medrash, the Gemara Sanhedrin that we all know about, in that Medrash, it says, he says, a matter of fact, our dad, Nayach, once delayed feeding the lion, and he got his foot lame. Somehow the lion did something to him, whether he bit him or jumped at him, and Nayach moved funny, and he had a bad foot injury. 
And that was an einish. Tzadikim get punished much more exact than regular people. Regular people aren't zeichet to get punished so exact because, thank you so much. Regular people do, are not zeichet to get punished so exact, it would take away choice. Tzadikim live with Hashem anyway, so they merit to have very exact pun. They speak Lashon Har, they get saras. It, they merit a tremendous chus that Hashem, my father, any good Rebbe, the closer you are to him, the quicker he'll give you Musr. He knows you can handle it all different reasons by Hashem with Sadiqim. If you're far from Hashem, so he's taking away your choice. You speak Lashnar, you get Saras, we would lose choice. The Tzadik anyway sees Hashem. So the Tzadik Zaychi speaks Lashnar, Hashem gives him a little patch, don't do that. And he stopped speaking Lashnar. So Nayak was Zaych, he was a big tzaddik, the Torah says it's tzaddik. He one time delayed feeding the lion, he got lame from it, he, hurt, he had a bad leg injury, as an Einish. Says shame, we learned that what Hashem wants us is to take care of Behemoth's Chayis Vaifus. Avram Avinu heard that and changed his life. And he gave us a mission, you and I, Avram Avinu says the Medrash said, really? Hmm. He said, if that is how Nayak was supposed to behave, to behave to animals who aren't the Tselem Elohim, they're animals, he said, a guy like me, I'm going out now and I'm doing chesed. He made a life's mission of kindness. He learned it from Nayak. And he said, certainly it will save me from pigotim, from tragedies. And Ad Khan the Medrash. And Avram Avinu spends a lifetime doing kindness because it will save him from tragedies. I'd like to study this Medrash. What tragedies is Avram Avinu talking about? He's nervous. That's a great idea. It might be another mabul. You want to get saved from a mabul? So do kindness. My raya, that's not pshat. My raya, maybe that's pshat. Could be another marble. My right, it's not shot. Is that marble. is he didn't ask shame? How did your father get saved from the marble? He said, How did you leave the teva? And his answer was kindness. What did you leave the teva with? He said, Chesed. Avram said, I'm practicing chesed, so I don't get damaged from pigam. Ramavinus doesn't strike me as the nervous kind. He started up with the four strongest kings in the world to save his nephew. And this man is worried about Pagayim and to save himself. I'd like to share what I think Chazal is saying. Simple pshat in Chazal. There's a piece from Rav Elielapian on this week's parsha is a frightening piece to any honest person. It's scary. If you know about Tzadikim, Tzadikim were careful like this with sugar. There's a Gemara in Brachas Tavchav Ches. It says, Al Tistak El Pnei Russia. Don't look at the face of a Russia. We talk a lot about influences in the world. There's a, the Rambam says, A person's impacted by his environment. It's very dangerous to be around Risham. An evil person is very impactful, very, very dangerous. Tzadikim, the, you know Makbid the Gra was? The Gra, to get near the Gra, you couldn't come near him. Do you know Tzadikim try not to daven near somebody who spaces out by davening? They say his bad thoughts distract them. 
Now you might not have the antennas. Me and you might not have antennas to be sensitive. These are real forces. Stand not near somebody who davens with kavana, you'll daven better, kavana. The fact that you and I don't see it, we don't see a lot of things. We don't see our soul right now either. There's a mitzius of the impact of, of rishus. Oyle Russia, Oyle Shechena is a mitzius. In the very Mabel, and Rev. Elyelapian in this week's parasha talks about it, it says in the Mabel people were corrupt. They were being over Ashes Ish, illicit marriages. Says the Torah that animals were mating with Einoiminam. Animals were mating out of their families. The world was corrupt. Animals were doing Averis. Do animals have choice? The world corrupted. Do animals have choice? An elephant became a bad guy. The answer is he was impacted. There was a Ruach HaToma. Elephants started acting inappropriate. Influence is just a fact. And it's not about the person like making a bit. The elephants don't even have choice and were impacted. They became elephants that do unusual things because people were doing things that are be'etzem tomadik and that impacted animals. And tzaddikim are incredibly zahir from bad influences. They don't want to be in bad places. They're just incredibly, they don't look, their stories. The Chazanish met with a famous Russia. The Chazanish refused to look at him. Chazanish sat like this and spoke to the Russia. He would not look at him. They were tremendously careful. Reb Chaim Kanievsky was incredibly careful. People get very excited if he looked. It doesn't mean if he didn't look at you, you're bad. It might mean you had a thought he didn't want right at that moment. He was very careful what he put his eyes on. Very, extremely careful. These are real sugyas of influence. You say, influence? I'm going there. I'm shaking. I'm not doing anything wrong. He was, he, he, there was a purity. and it, There's influences. Influence is real. Shake somebody's hand. There's influence. These are real. It has nothing to do. He said something bad. He's trying to hurt you. Influences are real powers. And this is a metzius that tzaddikim are very, very careful from. Now watch this conversation. A world is destroyed, a world that's corrupt. Nayak is taken out of the world and put in a teva, a very holy place. The Teva, don't just understand it like you were a kid. It was safe in there. It was safe from the rain. The Teva was a place of holiness. Kinim tases Teva, the Zayar says. Kinim doesn't mean rooms. Simple shot is rooms, as in Aymek. The Teva, Kinim are the birds of the Mitzayra. And the Zayar says that the same way the birds are Mitzayra and the Mitzayra, the, the, the Teva was Mitzayra, Nayach, his three sons and their wives. The Teva was a place of holiness. It was a place of sincerity, and in that box, people changed. Said Avram to Nayach, how did you leave the Teva? You're going back to a world. You know, a world, people are going to mess up. Nayach himself faces a son who's Cham, who does terrible things, Canaan. And Avram Avinu asks, shame, how did your father leave the Teva? I don't get it. What's the new plan? There's a world of corruption. What's the new plan? You just go back to the world and you're back in. How do you leave the Teva? Stay in the Teva. With what do you leave a Teva? With what? How can you leave a Teva? Now go back to the Teva. Sh- and they didn't leave the Teva till Hashem said, Same in our Teva. It was a Chiddush. 
God had a command, get out of the Teva. What do you mean, get out of the Teva? I'm shocked. Avram Avinu can't believe it. Leave the Teva. Perhaps he should stay in the Teva. And people have built their own forms of a Teva, their influences. What should we do? Where should we go? Tell me where it's safe, my friends. And if you think influence isn't real, you just don't know spiritual matters. Influence is powerful, very powerful. And people with Deya Yisrois and Midas Yisrois and Machshav Yisrois, it's very powerful. So what's your answer? You're safe? You're clueless if you think you're safe. So what do you do with that? So what's the answer to that? And Avram Avinu asks, shame, I don't get you. How do you interact with the world? With what do you leave the Teva? And Shame Ben Nayach says, I'll tell you, we learned in the Teva, we were busy feeding the world. We weren't just impacted by the world. We were giving to the world. We were an explosion of godliness to the world. We were actively, what's the chesed is being godly, influence, hashpah. The only way a guy goes to a company and everybody's talking about shmira. The next filter, there, and we need, and do every filter you can, but there's a world that's dark, a world that's complex. What's the answer? A guy goes out, he goes to his law firm every day. So what's the answer? So he doesn't ever shake a lady's hands, of course. No yichud, he keeps the Torah, of course. But the guy in the cubicle next to him is thinking bad thoughts. The guy's computer is full of dvarim asurim, and you're sitting next to him. So what's the answer? That impacts you. So what's the answer? Do you have a table? Don't go to work? Do you ha- and you, could you find me a table that, that that guy's not on, please? So what's the answer? The only answer that Avram Avinu builds a life and builds a people is Vayita Eshel. I'm going to be an explosion of kindness. I'm going to be an explosion of Ashpah. I'm g- the only way a guy is ever safe at work if his machshava profoundly thinking, I'm impacting, I'm an impactor. I'm going to be a massive lighthouse of Das Hashem, of godliness. That he, but he's oozing, a mitzayus of godliness. That his role and job is to be a light. Wow. That's, and Avram built the lifetime and a people, planting, giving, somebody who's looking to be mashpia, godliness. In that world that the whole Mitzayos, he said, how do you leave a Teva? Oh, we learned something there. All the animals of the world came to us and we spent Yom Avalayla feeding, taking care of, being a tremendous explosion of godliness. And then we walk out with that. We, we've learned a new world. Where, and Avram Avinu is born from that new world, Vayita Eshel. A person who decides, I'm just going to give. I'm going to be an example. The whole world says, Elokei Avram, the God of Avram. I'm going to teach the world godliness. I'm going to be a light of godliness. I don't believe a guy has any hope, any hope of succeeding in a world, any, if he's not actively thinking, actively, and his plan in going to his law office, his plan in going to his accounting firm, or his plan in going to his yeshiva lahabdom. If his thought is not actively to be mashpia, that I want to be an influence of taiv, oozing taiv, a person who's oozing godliness, if that's not his active plan, then he's going to be impacted. 
of course he's going to be impacted. And the answer to all the impacts of the world is Avram Avinu, Bayita Esho. A person who was a mitzayus of where he went, he was giving l'tayv, he was oozing tayv, he was oozing godliness. And from that place he was safe because he was, his whole mitzayus is vayita esho, he was giving. He was oozing godliness. The best way to say, the best way not to be influenced is to influence. There's a word they use, I like this word. The best way not to be influenced is to influence. Is to be, there's a word that's very modern that I like a lot. Don't knock away things people say. Today is a terminology, an influencer. Sim, you ever heard of this terminology, an influencer? I think it's a beautiful word. I think Avram Avinu is the world's greatest influencer. Vayita Esho. And I think the only method of survival is to be an influencer. Hashpa. Somebody who as he planted gardens. He was giving. He was teaching godliness. He was impacting others. He was a mashpia letaiv. He took his own light and was sharing and building and creating. It's the only way that there could be a world of getting out of the teva. If the word of the world is well, it's all bad ashpas and survives, so you got to get back into a teva. There's no world of tzeimin teva. What do you mean, same in Ateva? What's going to be different this time? And Avram Avinu creates an entire people who's Mitzayos. It's not a side point, a light on to the nations. A Mitzayos of Ayit That's what Avram Avinu studied from shame. That's what he learned from shame who told him about Nayach. And Avram Avinu created a people who are Mitzayos of giving, of sharing, of encouraging, and that, and when a person's in that state, he's, he's stelling suit to the world of Avram Avinu, to a world of people that are trying to give and encourage and build and lift up. Achille Shesiyah Levayan are oozing with that. And in that way, a person could be safe. I've thought about the question a lot in my life. I once brought the guys to my Rebbe, and my Rebbe posed this question. Bad is powerful, and good is powerful, what happens if the tzaddik lives next to the Russian? That's a fascinating question to ask yourself. To ask ourselves a fascinating question. And I think Avram Avinu was pondering the question in existence in this world, how do you leave a teva? And the answer is that if the tzaddik's being mashpia, then Sidgus is much more powerful. Avram Avinu changed the world. It all depends. If the tzaddik is a teva type of tzaddik who's not thinking like Avram thought, if he's escaping to a teva, and I'm not in any way, all the tzaddikim that was so careful on Risham, they didn't live in tevas. And it, it's not taking away care and concern, not to stock up in Russia, not to see the face of a Russia. That's real. But what's the, so why did the chaznish meet the person? So the chaznish sat sideways, but he's in the same room. Inanimate objects, good. He did. He was mimayit what he can, but he sat in the room. And the answer is because the chaznish was changing. The chaznish is a ben Avram. He had a father called Avram Avinu. Chaznish was busy being mashpia. Of course, within that hashpa, it was on the chaznish's. It was on the chaznish's terms. And as such, he didn't look in his face. That wasn't necessary for that interaction. But it was begeder vayitayishol. There's an active plan of, of Ashpol L'tayv, of impacting L'tayv. And from that place and only from that place is the person able to leave the Teva. Otherwise, what's going to be different? 
But Nayach came out a different human being. He had, he had been trained in the holy place called the Teva to supply and support and take care. He was feeding the animals, tzedakah. He had become a person of giving, of taking care of, of supplying. And the hashpa from 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 within to without, busy, giving, giving. Yom of Alayla describes no sleep. That was their training. That wasn't a way to pass time in the Teva. That was an exact, perhaps this great miracle of bringing all the animals to the Teva was Gufa to teach a lesson to humanity forever, to Yidin. That what's your relationship to the world? Feed, supply, support. That's your tafkid. I think about when a Yid cheats at business, he didn't like make a, he made a mistake. He's, he's, it's not he was supposed to not cheat. His whole essence should have been that he's busy being an honest person. His whole metzius and his only right to be out of the teva. It's not stam, the guy cheated at work. He's meshuggah. He's, it's lahepech. The, the mefarshim speak, it says a judge who cheats in Bezdin has very bad einshim. A judge who cheats in court has very, very serious punishments. Unusual, much worse than a regular person who cheats. And any thinking person understands that it's worse. A judge who's corrupt in court is much worse than some ganav who steals. You're a judge. Your very job is to uphold law. It's so angering. It's upsetting. A guy who's a judge and is a corrupt judge is much more upsetting than a ganav who steals. A guy can walk into 7-Eleven shop the terrible ganav. But it's much more disturbing a judge who's corrupt. Because your very job, you're paid to uphold mishpat. So it's like so it's 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 like scratching on a board, it's so uncomfortable, it's so ridiculous. That's a yid who steals. A yid who steals, it's not it's not stomach, it's, he's the judge. He's mamish a judge who's corrupt in court. Your whole job, your whole essence as a Ben Avram is Vayita Eshals to supply is to give, is to be a person who spreads godliness. That's your mitzvah. Vayit Avram went and built the people who give, who feed people, who give drinks, who are kind, who are godly. So your whole essence is Vayit and you're stealing, you're clueless, you're clueless. You're, so, you're worse than a Ghana. You're not, you're not a regular Ghana. You're a judge who steals. Because your whole essence and mission you're unaware of. You were asked to be a judge. You were chosen. The people elected you to be a judge. And you're stealing. It's like so frustrating. It's a policeman would like take advantage. We all know it's like it, it rubs us. A guy's in a position where he's meant to protect and he harms. It's cringy. It's so, ugh, ugh. So frustrating and angry. You, your whole job was to. There was recently in the news a police lady helped a criminal escape and like terrible zachim. What was the story? What gets us? It's riveting and it's like it just pulls you in the story because it's so upsetting. It brings up so much emotion. You were. She was one of the heads of the jail. Her very job was to like keep us all safe, and you're helping the guy escape. It's like you, it, it, you can't live with that. Your job, we all paid you and trusted you and held of you and respected you for who you were. And you're helping prisoners escape. That's different than if somebody got out of prison. It's not, it wouldn't be all over the news. People escape, and there's a bad guy who was angry at society and helped the prisoner escape. 
bad, but it's not a riveting story. It doesn't bring up the same emotion. But a prison guard whose very job was to keep us all safe. We thanked, and how many people, this lady said, thank you so much for keeping us safe. And you and you are in, 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 in countries, they have like a, sometimes like a high official, a big person in the, in the spy, is like really a spy for a foreign country. That's like, that's so upsetting. You, you were given respect and your very mission you accepted. What you swore it to be, you were doing the opposite. It's so, ugh, ugh. The judge that's corrupt is so, dis- it's so upsetting. So we have to know what a yid is. A yid who steals in business is a judge who's corrupt. There's not a gnevla. Hey, I stole. You know, guys, that's your good person. It's not, it's much deeper. You don't know what it means to be a yid. Avram Avinu started a people, Vayita Eshel, whose thoughts are to be godly. That was the right to leave the Teva. That was his plan. And that was his thought of a people who are going to be an impact. And that's their, dominates their mind. Impact, godliness, giving, sharing, uplifting, encouraging. You did what? What are you, what are you talking? Your essence, remember who we are. So that's the introduction. We're in Parashas Nayach. We start meeting Nayach, the tzaddik called Nayach. And at the end of Parashas Nayach, we're introduced to Avinu, our father, to Avram Avinu. And Avram Avinu, this medrash teaches us at the start where he learned his very mission of Ayita Eshel, a lifetime of supporting and supplying and caring for, he learned it from Nayach's survival. He studied it. He was the one who took the lesson and created a people. He was the one who created us, Klai Yisrael. He dreamed of this people. I was once at a... I told the guys yesterday that I was at a convention, an Eishatayra convention, and one Talmud got up and like, like gave a, a kvetch. Like I wish Reb Noyach was able to see this. And the other Talmud spoke after and said, you don't understand, Rebbe saw it, that's why we're all here. You wish he could see it. Like we say, we wish Avram Avinu could see our people. <laughs> Would it be that Avram saw it? That's why we, this is what he wanted to build a people who are Vayita Eshel. What they're thinking about is Hashpo. What they're thinking about is kindliness, is godliness, is being an impact. And, that's what, and with that, they leave the table. With that, they exist in the world. Everybody's responding. There's, there's, a response, there's, there's a response demanded right now. Do you know worlds are responding? Our kids, my kids, all my friends and I stand. I, I, I don't want to call us guilty. Just It's a slow-moving response. Internet influences. It's, it's wild. Walls have come down that it's overwhelming. And certainly we're trying to put up every filter we can. But think about... If you put up every filter your kid can get around it, if your kid was protected, his friend wasn't, his friend's going to show him. His friend didn't show him, but his friend's impact and just friends with your son. And it's hitting us all in a completely overwhelming way. The massive, massive impact of forces that are dangerous. How many people are falling prey looking at Tvarim Asurim, Mamish being impacted? And this is hitting a world, it's only the tip of the iceberg, we're like finding out. People find out, you know what your son saw when he was eight? 
parents finding out when he was eight, when he was ten. And if he didn't see, you know what his best friend was looking at? And if his best friend didn't show it, do you know the ashpa of his best friend looking? The exploration, the things they've tried and done. Parents across the world finding out exploration between their children in all different unhealthy ways. Wild, what's going on? So what's the answer? What's the response? So some people are building more, better teva, build a better teva. But Hashem said, I'm not saying you should make shmirs. I think the response is vayita esha. We have to have idealism. The response is hashpolotayv. Hashpolotayv. We're beautiful. We have tremendous amounts. Hashpolotayv is, is, is the response, I believe. Avada, safety, what you can do. Avada. Every, go to tag, everybody, get all the shmirs, all the blockages. I don't think that's the sole response at all. That's important. The Chazanish didn't look at the Russia, but he was in the same room as him. The response has to be Vayita Eshel. We have to create idealism. People who understand their own amounts. To, for Avram Avinu to be Mashpia means he had a lot. People who understand they have a lot and are on fire to share what they have. With all the Shmiris, with every Shmira possible. Avram lived a nomadic existence. He didn't live in one place. Probably, Rev. Miller says it would have been dangerous. He would have been impacted. So he moved around. Of course, there was Shmir in place. But the answer, what Chazal tells us, is how do you leave a Teva Vayita Eshel? An idealistic existence. I want to be Mashpia. But fire. I have a fire and I want to get extended. I want to give and share and uplift and encourage. On fire with that. A person's on fire. It's the only safety that I know of. I don't don't think a guy could survive just surviving today. And and tell me if you find the Teva, tell us all about it. The Teva no longer exists. There's always like a search for the Teva. Where is it? Tzemenat Teva. Hashem said, leave the Teva. And and if he ever said, leave the Teva more than today, show me how to live in the Teva. Please teach me, please. And and certainly we protect our houses, filter it to the roof. If I should build your house, Mamish have filtered the we, we try the Teva approach as much as you can, but but say Minate, but it's not it can't be the only approach. And I think Vayita Eshel, the idealism of Vayita Eshel, I think is the only answer. I think we go back to what we learned from Avram Avinu. If our families have a tremendous sense of idealism, p- friends of mine have asked me, I go to hotels for Pesach. Say so you bring your sons, hotels are a places, influences you. Adam, we go with fire. We're going to change the whole hotel. Every single person who walks in the hotel, including the Gaiish waiters, I want we all want them to be firmer, to be more godly. We're going with machshavis like that. Fire, Vayita I don't think you could survive today without that. I think Avrod Avram Avinu built and understood from Anayach and felt perhaps that from the greatest mist, from the greatest miracles in the history of the world, perhaps was all to teach this. That every animal in the craziest nace that seems so unnecessary, I think it's very necessary that Nayak and his family and thus a whole nation was born that understood that it was supposed to impact society. And Hashem wanted all the animals there, so make another miracle. Let them not need to eat. No. They all came there, so he learned that you're supposed to be a mashpia l'toyb. You're impacting godliness. Avram Avinu was the lone person who understood it, who took the lesson of what he saw. Other people saw the miracle and kept living the way they lived. 
Avraham Avinu wasn't satisfied just to see such a miracle and just say yon and move on. He built the world of Ayit Eishel. Ah, Nayak fed all the animals. That's what he was busy in that survival and the world was rebuilt from that. I get it. I get the new world. Avram went from there, supplying, supporting, feeding, and taking care. That's what I want to share with the Eilam. We should have an excellent, outstanding Shabbos. Whoa. That was really good.